and welcome to Writing About Dragons and Shit, a podcast where two authors and a writer get together and talk about the ways that they tell stories. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, your resident writer and podcast, podcaster from such shows as I'm going to podcast and Difficulty Class, and with me each week are two amazing people who are... I almost took a big sip of tea, like I don't know how to do this. <laughs> I'm Erin Evans. I'm a fantasy writer, best known for the Brimstone Angels saga and the forthcoming Empire of Exiles. Yeah! Yeah. I just posted like a whole pre-order campaign thing. So if you like stickers, yep. I can hook you up with some stickers. Yeah. Yep. I mean, dear listener, <laughs> we've established all the cool kids have already pre-ordered Empire of Exiles available now wherever <laughs> fine books are sold. But everything's better when it's free. Therefore, you should enter the thing. Also, uh, it is I, B. Dave Walters. Today, I am happier than a clam. I am happier than a hog and slop. I am happier than a bird with a french fry because of our special guests today. And speaking of our special guests, they are... You go. <laughs> See, that's why I thought it was funny. It's going to be a bit. I knew it. Yep. Uh, I am Greg Tito. I'm one of the co-hosts of Dragon Talk, the official... Yay! Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That's my co-host, Shelly. But we're excited to talk about Welcome to Dragon Talk, a wonderful book about the D&D community and how it has grown over the years uh, through the portal of our podcast that has interviewed at least two of the folks here on this podcast. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm the the one out again. Oh, Oh, friends. Hold up. Who are the two? Wait. (laughs) Who do you have? No, I've never been on Dragon Talk. Oh, mm. contraire. Oh. oh, really? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, here we go. This is this I'm is like. I'm curious now. Oh, now, now Battle of the Wills. Although, while Greg feverishly I mean... looks this up, <laughs> I would just like the record to show how the I... turns have tabled, dear listener, because <laughs> I always have to say, I would be remiss if I did not say my career exists in large part to the efforts of one beautiful man that you can't see because you're only listening. But trust me, Google him. He's gorgeous, Greg Tito. <laughs> He's an astonishingly talented and wonderful co-host and partner in crime, Shelly Moo, were some of the first people to ever put me on anything ever, to like come and say words about D&D and things. So to have come back around to be able to hype them to the dozens and dozens of our listeners (laughs) is a a supreme joy. Amazing. Well, guess what? The tables haven't even turned that far, B-Dave, because whenever Greg and I talk about this fine book of ours, Welcome to Dragon Talk, we talk about you. (laughs) 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 You come up in every single interview and we're like, one of the best dragons ever. (laughs) I really remember that day meeting you and you were so inspiring. Like we left like, Yes, we were so pumped up. We're like, we're gonna hire him to be our life coach. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll, I'll do it for free. I'll do it for bonus so XP. Uh, yeah, so I swear accurate. to God, Beat Dave was was Aaron and mine's life coach on Champions of Lore for like the first B-Dave three months. Beat Dave was my life coach yeah. literally last night. You guys, so it happens. It, I want it's, that it's, on a T-shirt. B Dave was my life coach. I, I, I just sat there while the while the Mai Tai worked its way into your blood. That's all. <laughs> Everything else else worked out. Although, but I have to know, before we dive deep into exactly what this wonderful project is, Greg, was it, Aaron, 
that was on Dragon Talk, or are you mixing her up with some other devastating? No, 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 no. Me and Trevor, a different Trevor, uh, oh. Trevor Kid, spoke to you oh, about the, uh, the conclusion might... to Brimstone okay. Angels. Okay, back in twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen is a, is a long time ago. Yeah, well done though, because I completely mm. forgot about you know I because I just was like like well I don't remember Shelly. <laughs> that's what it must have been right? so, clearly you remember so who me though Shelley? you just oh, yeah, no, I remember me super... on the podcast we used to work together <laughs> I know, we used to I work in the say. same office and Aaron, everything we were in like lots of meetings together yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of meetings that could have been an email before we before <laughs> we dive into what the book is uh so this is this is a writing podcast and so there's a chance that people listening don't know about the wonder that is dragon talk which they're going to feverishly google and listen to your encyclopedic <laughs> backlog now but for people that don't know, what is Dragon Talk? So it is the official Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It started actually with the feed from the Acquisitions Incorporated uh, a live play, some of the first live play stuff that was ever put on on tape uh, with James Wyatt to start. Many people don't remember that. It was James Wyatt. And then Chris Perkins took over. Um, and then uh, Shelly and me had to do some research and trying to figure out exactly how this evolved into the current format, which is basically me and Shelly for the last seven years have been talking to members of the community, people who are uh, creators and in, uh, writers and, and, and Hollywood folks or, or streamers or, or just people who are writing books or writing great uh, D&D content about what they did, how they got into the hobby, if they had an interesting story, if they used D&D in an interesting way. There really is no other tie to the other than to the fact that they are creative and they use D&D in some facet of their lives. And we've just been able to put like this little lens to the different parts of the community and bring people uh, together in the idea that D&D is for everyone. It is not a stereotypical kid in the 80s uh, as much as we love stranger things and all that uh there, there is so many so much to this hobby people come into it from different angles from making maps we talked to devin rue and there's an essay in the book uh, uh about uh how she creates these magical portals that transport us into fantasy realms and we talked to b dave walters about how he's a wonderful life coach and we talked to uh <laughs> Dan Harmon, uh, when he made the community episodes that were around D&D, there's a, a couple of essays about uh, meeting Matthew Lillard and bringing him into this fold, who he was a D&D player for many decades and how it informed his career uh, and, and how he has transformed his career now into being a lot bigger part of the TRPG world. So all of these things uh, is this journey that we've been on for the last seven years or so mm -hmm. uh, of Dragon Talk. I vividly remember listening to your all show while I was a parking lot attendant at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> oh. like, I, I listened to the Penny Arcade games out there, and then one day I'm like, "What, what is this?" <laughs> and, and I just what have they done? Yeah, uh, like I, I one of them. Like you, you're talking, Greg, about all the people that you've talked to. Everything. One of them that I I really remember is you all talking to the the guy that done the that was still running the same game of D&D &D for 30 oh, years. Wow. Oh, he is? Robert, oh, that's fantastic. Wardow, uh, who is running it for like four decades. Yeah. The same I game in the same world. He's like over 40 years now. Well, I think when I started writing that essay, it was like 38 years. <laughs> <laughs> By the time the book is comes out. Is it the out. same group? Yeah. Um, he, some of. of the players are. There's yeah. like a core group that have stayed with it and that they, long. They, they dip in, they dip out. Now wow. some of them are the children yeah. of the, some of the original members. It's like 
It's, it's wild. wild. I and they're all over the world. There's people all over the world that he And they almost with. get together like mini conventions to play <laughs> uh, when they can. I, I followed them on Instagram after that episode and I and I still see their games pop up every Me so too. often. Yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, the thing yeah. I loved about that one though was essentially he, that, that guy would say something and then I would say out loud at the same time as the both of you, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right? I think one of those was was that he does it's permanent death if your character yeah. dies your character dies and he has somehow oh. continued to keep like dynasties of characters uh going uh yep. like if they take over the 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 offspring of of their player character sometimes it's yes it's really i amazing. remember that he said he wanted it, it to mean something to you mm -hmm. like it's got you got to have high stakes when you're playing and you can't just be like mm. If I die, I'll just make a new character or somebody will resurrect me. It's cool. But no, he's like, you're dead. So and the writers listening, yeah. we, we get out this from, from it's in the essay too, but the writers listening will know that like the real wow moment for me where it was like they've been playing it for like three decades. And he's like, mm -hmm. I think I'm just now beginning yeah. to hint at it, the big like overarching story now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like, good Lord. <laughs> and the, and the, the difference the player... between medium. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's why I can't get into Berserk, and that's why I can't get into that game. I'm like, if you've had 30 plus years and you haven't wrapped it up, I'm not interested. But, uh, <laughs> but that is I'm still amazing. Uh, Brendan Lee Mulligan has a 17 year uh, wow. home game. They play every Christmas on break, like his high school oh. buddies. Oh, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, they when they get together, they still do it. Jeez. Mm, that is wonderful. I don't have the time for that long. I mean, I got to have an ending. I got to get to a point and you know, <laughs> get to the next story. Yeah, I, we got to we, we win or we got to lose at some point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I've been running yep. the same game since 2018, but we've done uh, uh, Lost Minds of Fendelver, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, Ascent to Avernus. We did a sequel to my Tombs of Annihilation game and Storm King's Thunder all within that one so I, I i get endings in there but i'm like we yeah. got another thing coming up <laughs> it's more like an ongoing series yes it's like seasons. Yeah. it is oh. yeah actually when, when we fight we took a break and we came back and one of my players was like this feels like a season premiere <laughs> yeah so so go, going back to the book you talked about like you know th that this is about the show and the interest of people that you're that you're talking to and everything like that i i want to know like what were some of the elements that you really wanted to get into this book like like what what were the things that it's like okay the very least this is gonna be in it for me it was kind of like what Greg has mentioned is that just looking at like the breadth of the community and the types of people who play this game, mm -hmm. because I, I feel like it's important for people to know that whatever their conception is of, of what Dungeons and Dragons is or what a D&D game looks like or who a D&D player is, it might not be true because anybody can be a D&D player. And I will use myself as an example. Always. I worked at Wizards for years before I would touch that game. I was like, <laughs> I would just, I knew it was there. I knew like people were playing. I could hear the sound of dice on conference room tables from my desk. I'm like, oh, it's probably those people in their costumes doing stuff. I didn't, it wasn't until I moved to the, the publishing team where I met Aaron. Um, but I, you know, got this job that I was so excited about we, i was going to work on marketing for our novels and for our kids books we we had just launched a, a kids imprint 
And at some point, my boss was like, do you know how to play? Have you ever played this game? And I was like, oh, I read the books. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that this was like Shelly Moo, Mean Girl. Yeah. Like, we're, we're in Pink on Wednesday here. And they all... It was always nice. But no, I'm like, no, I've, like, I've definitely read Dagger of Doom. Gotta go. Um, and she was like, I mean, it's time. It's time for you to learn how to play. But I don't, I am not a typical fantasy fan i know i'm no i'm sorry um <laughs> i although i i do actually i do love aaron's books i think that her books are wonderful for people who <laughs> want to dabble into the fantasy world that don't typically consider themselves fantasy aaron like a DD game is fantasy for me <laughs> but D &D, it really can be anything that you want it to be and i realized very quickly into my first game that oh this is just we're just telling stories. We're just playing make-believe here. And I can do that. Mm -hmm. That is, I never really outgrew that as a child. I, imaginary friends, make-believe voices. Yes. Sign me up for this. And I realized I was incredibly wrong all those years and angry at myself for not giving D&D a chance sooner. But I, I like to feel. say... D D, you don't tell D D when it's time for you to play. It's true. You when it's time to play. So I the calling it, it will come to you when you're ready. But I do I that was one that to answer in this very long way, I wanted this book to be a representation of all of the of the different people in our community that play Dungeons and Dragons. I love I feel we would be remiss if we did not bring up your previous book, Confessions of a Part-Time Sorceress. Mm. I had it about. up. I was gonna bring it up. Yeah, that's about you getting into D and D, right? Yes, it's exactly that. That is the 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 moment when I realized, oh my god, there's more people out there like me that had no idea how fun this game is, and then I wanted them to know that. So yes, I yes. think it's a great. It, it 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 does that so well. It's a really entertaining read, and it is very much like you think you know what this is, but. But you don't. You don't. <laughs> but yeah, right. you know, it can be what you want it to be. I have a three-part question, but it's pretty simple. Ooh. But it comes in three parts. Okay, here we um, go. One of those better be a tangent. <laughs> better be a tangent part. Hey, yeah, hey I wrote we're it down. Long, wait, wait, no, I wrote wait, it down. I'm, I'm staying on target. I'm staying on target. We have, we have, we have company over. We have company over, Aaron. I we, would we had all the mess tangent. in the closet. <laughs> no, no, I'm like, I I'm like the dirty I'm dishes like, do, are in the oven. Do not look thirty degrees to my left or right. Trust me. <laughs> I've never been um, called out more than by Aaron saying dirty dishes in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first two-part question. Oh, don't warm it up. Is the book currently available? And if so, where can we get it? It is uh, going to be published on December fifth. So that's the official publication date, but we've been told if you pre-order it now, it's at the I University of Iowa Press website. You can pre-order it, and it most likely will get there early, uh, Ooh, maybe even a month early, we are told. Uh, there you go. So that means that you can get it out there uh, if you are getting it the beginning of November, or it could even possibly happen if you go ahead and pre-order now. You can do it for all, also from Amazon or from your local uh, uh, bookseller. Order it there. We love uh, supporting everybody in the community, including our local booksellers. Give us the, the full title again, the official title. It's, 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 got the, it's, it's one of Shelly's books. Shelly, do you have it ready? Because it's, it's got yeah, your long-ass uh, uh, subtitle. Okay. Oh, I do like a subtitle. subtitle. I'm with you. Welcome to Dragon Talk. 
inspiring conversations about Dungeons and Dragons and the people who love to play it, like B. Dave Walters. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign those ones. Yeah. Um, so there, I'm going to get a it. Sharpie yeah. and just add the, like B. Dave we Walters. We want to sell right, books. Right Gotta... after you pre-order Empire of Exiles, you, you pre-order this, this as well. You're, so well make yeah. some stickers that go for that one that just say like B. Dave Walters and a really funny I'm just going to show up at the bar noble in my area with a sharpie and be like hey do you have the uh welcome to dragon talk book are you an author no i'm a friend exactly i'm a friend to be dave second second two-part question uh and we've tiptoed around this but what made you guys decide to do a book and how did it actually come together like you've alluded to it took some years you've alluded to it taking some time i mean from the moment what made you decide to say yes book to the moment manuscript finished. The editor from University of Iowa Press emailed me and she said, do you want to write a book about Dragon Talk? <laughs> <laughs> For nice. money. And then we're like, yes, that's a, that's a good idea. Here's a really important here's clarification a, in publishing. Here, here's clarification. <laughs> just asking. Just. Here is a nested shout out to Greg Tito. He also put me in touch with those lovely people to talk about potentially doing a book. So he is the gift that and keeps on awesome giving. And they're awesome people. Yes, so yes, you should indeed. definitely talk to them. Please continue. <laughs> um, but yeah. beyond that, I mean, I think we, uh, I, I've always loved uh, Shelly's books and the tone that she brings a, to the podcast, but also to uh, your, your style of writing. It's just always so evocative and fun. And, and then when you were like, hey, do you want to write a book with me? Because we kind of <laughs> do this podcast together. It'd be weird if I did it. It by would be oh. weird. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, let's write a book together. And uh, there was this excitement around what we had done. I don't think either of us really had looked at this weekly podcast that we do you know it's part of our jobs it is about getting the word out around dnd books there was some marketing stuff in there too so there was always you know the idea that this wasn't just uh for the two of us but when we looked at the breadth of everything all the people that we had talked to uh and you know we're at more than 300 episodes of just the two of us there's more in the podcast but there's more than uh, uh, 300 of us uh, talking to folks that there was this immense amount of like, huh, we really did bring, you know, we, we introduced B-Dave to a lot of people. We, we brought in a lot of folks who were coming into the community around the time of uh, the, you know, explosion of growth that D&D &D had around 2015, 2016, 2017, all of those years. Um, and so there was a little bit of like, huh, well, we are really uniquely positioned to tell the story of, of how this community grew so, so quickly and encompassed so many uh, creative people out there. And so, uh, uh, you know, beyond the, the capitalist reasons <laughs> to make this book, I think there was after, for me, at least there was a sense of like, huh, I would do kind of want to get a record of, of, of what we've done here. That's beyond, you know, what's uh, uploaded to, to Spotify and Apple podcasts. Like, let's get, let's get this, you know, our little mark on the, our, our, on the community. Let's have it be, um, at least for me, you know, memorialized in some way. I love that. I mean, as someone who did listen to that show a lot, like, or I mean, you know, I say that in the past tense, but no, it's like, as, as someone who like, you turned know, them off. Yeah, yeah, I just, I was like, I have my own podcast now, I don't, I don't cool. need more. Yeah. yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like SNL people, you're like, oh, I, I liked it way back when, I don't listen yeah. to that. We jumped the shark. Yeah, no, yeah. but no, no. It was like, cool I, when B-Dave was on, but. <laughs> but I have him on shows now, that's fine. No, but it, it like. I, I love that because, you know, it for like, I'm sure as 
for the both of you as well like that's a moment in time for me like i don't work as a parking lot attendant anymore but like i have these nice memories of like sitting out there and like listening to the podcast and it keeping me company and everything and so to be able to read a book about this show getting made and then the people who you got to talk to as well sharing in it that sounds that sounds fantastic this is i love it glad yeah. i have a question for you now hmm. How big was this Mexican restaurant that they had a parking? <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I've had enough wine that I will talk about this. So <laughs> that's the I, tangent we were promised. Yeah. There no, you uh, go. I Thank you. I, uh, Thank this, you this Mexican <laughs> restaurant was in a very small beach town that had no parking lots, but it had been there since the 1960s. So they had a parking lot. So I was guarding against literally oh. everyone else. Oh, you were oh. like a parking lot bouncer. Oh yeah, no, they they literally told me at one point. Yeah, the reason we put you out there is because you're big. <laughs> Intimidation. Yeah, you know, okay. I, would, I would I would like to say, dear listeners, um, uh, Trevor is not just hunky. He is much bigger than you think he is. I've met him in person. <laughs> He's fascinating because I've only seen pictures of Trevor next. I've never met Trevor in person. And I've only seen pictures of Trevor standing next to B Dave, and that's Which, very oh, confusing. Yeah, yeah. Well, to to be hard. fair, I I am deceptively tall because I'm a tall short man. I'm only five <laughs> <laughs> eleven. I, I wanted to be six foot, and uh, they were like nah. Pilates. You need to take Pilates. <laughs> okay, I'll keep it'll, that in mind. It'll get you there. Pilates. Okay, it better. Yeah, because I, I need it. I need it. Five eleven, right. six four with afro. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I was gonna I was gonna say you know that's six four on a dating app, but yes. <laughs> Who was like, here's the here's the 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 bell curve of men's height, self-reported height, and it goes like this, and it's six feet. <laughs> oh, no, I can tell you right now. Okay, if he says he's five nine, he's five six. Okay, if he says he's five eleven, he's five nine. Oh wow! If he says he's over six foot, he's five ten, five eleven. Anything over like six four, he's telling you the truth. Anything between six two, six three. It's murky. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth because it's a good punchline. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I could also tell you that parking lot had 42 spots in it. And I only know that because of times that my iPod died and I couldn't listen to podcasts. Anywho. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. One, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Double shifts out there really did it to you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you, you talked about uh, B. Dave coming up in this book and a few other people. And I don't know if you want to talk about it. <laughs> God damn it. That's Again, Aaron that's doing the, that, by the way. That's the dozens and dozens of my fans chanting about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you want to reveal everyone that's it, but like who who all did you collaborate with on this? On the book? Or? Yeah. Yeah, on, on, on the book. Yeah. Yeah. List every guest on Dragon Talk, please. We'll <laughs> be here for a bit. Alphabetical order. order. Back <laughs> in 2015. Not chronological, but alphabetical no, no, order. No, That's no, different. No, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, we talked we talked to so many different folks, uh, and it was really hard to kind of nail down who because we have uh, like we said, over three hundred episodes. Uh, but we only did about 29 essay, essays uh, and they were ones that either had a we had a very strong personal connection to uh, because of a story of, in our own lives. So we can relate that and then relate it to uh, what we learned from the podcast or if we just thought it, the inter, in, you know interview themselves was entertaining and they came from a different area. So mm -hmm. um, we well, I already mentioned Devin Rue. We talked to Omega Jones about the, the, the power of of, of bards. Uh, <laughs> you know, he is, in my mind, the quintessential bard, but he also is critically around. a bard. He, he is critically, critically a bard. A bard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and how important it was for him to have a voice, especially during 
everything that was going around in 2020 and, and, and bringing, uh, you know, the ability for him to be able to come to D&D Live and talk through a lot of the uh, systemic issues that were still happening within the, you know, D&D community in a microcosm and in, in the, the society at large. Um, so we talked to, to him, we talked to uh, Tanya DePass also uh, around her similar uh background uh, of mine like we, we both came from catholic backgrounds and weren't able to uh, to play dungeons and dragons uh <laughs> when we were younger and how we related to that and then how much uh like that conversation with her actually did change a lot of uh the perceptions i had around my job i i felt powerless when trying to deal with systemic racism or anything like that and then i after talking to her i was like well i can there's one thing i can do i can invite more you know people of color to play D D. That's 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 something that is possible and within my very small limited power scope of <laughs> of my job uh, and that one little shift did uh, you know end up affect, affecting a lot of of people's careers and lives and that, you know it all kind of really did stem from that one conversation and I write about that in in, in this book. That's awesome. Let me ask you a question. Also, thank you for your service. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, now let's have a little bit of tea here from Bo oh, Boy. Oh yeah. You don't have to give names. Uh oh. Worst podcast experience. Oh we my know, we gosh, B Dave. We, we, we know. We know. We know. We have one that we always we go one. to. We also, I, was, I was about to say, down. you super have to message me the names because you know I know this person. <laughs> but you don't have to say the never. names. Never. Never. We'll never put it right. in writing. I'm, I'm, I'm like blinket and, I, blinket and Morse code, Shelly. I'm looking We're not at showing the eyes. video. That's true. They can't see you. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Bad guest. Yes. Okay. Please. I mean, we couldn't pull words out oh. of this person. Um, mm. Like one word answer. Okay, Greg, let's ro let's role play. <laughs> let's role play. Oh my this. god. Okay, okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the guest. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so yeah, you've been working on this project for a long time. You're really passionate about it. Tell us about what this project is. Yeah. Um, so it's this game. Okay, so did you go through any like challenges when you were trying to, to make this project happen? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, uh, do you have any hobbies? <laughs> do you have no, any pets? Something. Really. I hate animals. <laughs> 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 and we have 58 more minutes oh, oh, oh my god it was yeah. hard it was really i've i've been there in a one-on-one -on -one interview i i know how i know what you mean <laughs> yep i was yeah. trying to scrub all the serial numbers off of there but like there was it was it that's why in contrast when we have guests luckily 99.9 percent .9 of our guests are extremely passionate and want mm -hmm. to talk about themselves and what yes. they do it's like you guys we have a very chatty like wanting to get to know you uh type of thing uh you know i know so much about aaron now after talking to her seven years ago um <laughs> it's all <laughs> locked in my brain a thing. Uh, i'm so afraid of what i said on this podcast <laughs> aaron's gonna go find this episode after we're done here just so you know yeah. it's true. everyone be, is every everyone i don't be our most listened to be, uh, yeah. I guess Cutwater wasn't around then, so I can't make sure. Yeah. But, but the, you know, the material components of Cutwater were that around is fair. then. So, that is yeah. fair. There's a little more work to that, right? There's a little less oops. But, yeah, that sounds incredibly frustrating. Yeah. It can be tough. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, uh, 
Yeah, they, so so far on this show, most of it is the three of us rambling. And yes, we've been <laughs> we've been happy to have our guests, but the time even if we probably we should have shut up more when our guests were around. They knew what they but, got it. They knew what yeah. they were getting. Oh, yeah. They should do, have listened and learned. That's true. It's informed consent. You know, informed consent. Yeah, that is true. Okay, one one last request. Okay. Not that not that you two are are dancing monkeys or anything. You know, but one last request. Yes. Aaron and I have been graced by your interview. Trevor hasn't been on Dragon Talk yet, so could you give him a little bit of the zhuzh here? Give him a little bit of the Dragon Talk experience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What okay, does that okay. mean? You're about to find You're out. About yeah, to find right? out. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you you okay. want to come to the champagne room? You can come. <laughs> I mean, I got my wine. Where do I go? Let's do <laughs> Greg. We'll introduce him oh on Dragon God. Talk. Okay, do, do your opening, Greg. All right. Let's welcome Trevor Bettis to Dragon Dog! And usually about this time is when my son would walk in and go, why are you clapping? <laughs> Got the full experience. I'm clapping? not going to lie, hearing Greg say that was surreal to me. Right? <laughs> yeah. there you go. You got an audio clip of it. Yep. Mm -hmm. You can play that as many times as you That's going to be my ringtone. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be that and Mark Muir saying, I'm Commander Shepard and Trevor Bettis, my favorite human on the Citadel. It'll, be, it'll alternate between those two. Honored. Honored to be in one. that company. It's instant, instant serotonin there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, of course we'd love to have you on. It's uh that's what I love about this the, the dragon talk thing is like, oh yeah, no, you're doing something amazing. You're having this podcast talking about things. You you know, you play D D, you enjoy everything about it. Like that's you're that's literally the only criteria criteria we have. <laughs> I, I mean Do that... you play D D? Do you like D? &D? <laughs> do you do you like it? Do you, would have you say you that you enjoy someone it? come on and be like, I'm not a fan? <laughs> Maybe the one person. Actually, Maybe, yes. You know. There was really? one person, and it wasn't necessarily that they weren't a fan. It was just like they, it was a very loose connection for me. Yeah. It was Tad Williams, who was a fan. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I've been a you fan, were of his a fan. Yeah. forever, and I was like, oh, I can, I can invite him on. And he can't. He said yes. Okay, I'm just going to talk to him about you know memory, sorrow, and thorn, and other land, and all that stuff. And I was trying to make it as much about D and D's. I was like, you know, I've never actually played. I was like, all right, shh, don't, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah, but your books had a lot of. <laughs> stuff in it right tell right. us about that people uh, so have right. based campaines off of your stuff so <laughs> george R. R. martin based his stuff what i said internet yeah well no, I, I think he's admitted that though he did eh? did he admit it okay. yeah george mm -hmm. R. martin's like i took memories hour and thorn and made it grimdark yeah <laughs> i quit paying attention to the words he says sorry yeah <laughs> but, but then no, he was I, able to Oh, go, finish, go, go. I just it was going to make a finishing joke. Never mind. Sorry. Yes. Everyone's done I'm it before. Worst. Yes. A finishing um. joke. <laughs> but I, did you did you wait? Hang on. Insert okay. whatever okay. you think that did, means. Did, did, did you see? <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's an after. Oh, no. I didn't. I didn't I'm go what there. You're bring up here. I didn't this go is there, all. and now I did. If the kids, <laughs> if the kids don't understand, don't explain it to them, dear listener. But um, why are you letting your children did, listen did, to a podcast called "Running About Dragons"? And <laughs> Older you to assume they check with their parents. If you don't know what it means, dear listener, don't ask your parents. Please. Um, but um, <laughs> did you see that a new tablet of the Epic of Gilgamesh was found yes. this week? Which means yes. 4,000 years later, we have more new stuff of the Epic of Gilgamesh than we have of the end of A Song of Ice and Fire. Here's my, here's my question about that. 
is that actually the, you know the continuing of the epic or is it fanfic written about <laughs> the epic of gilgamesh because it's a, it's in it was discovered in babylonia right which was i missed the i missed yes. the, the not of where the story. that epic what? originates right so yeah, it was, well, it was, yeah it gilgamesh does. is from Ur and the chaldees but See, I mean, it's all the same place, just over a different period of time. The other night, B Dave sent the, that uh, that little tweet to to our DMs, and uh, I, I had I had had some wine that night as well, uh, more than I've had right now. And I started going into this tirade to to my wife about how the, there would be a room full of these tablets of the Epic of Gilgamesh, like a movie theater, and people all come in to read them. And then someone would be like, "Oh," and another person would go, "I'm not there yet. Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until the morning that i woke up i'm like nobody knew how to read trevor they weren't yeah. gonna be in a room <laughs> no, no, but, but see, now now i do have somebody that is like holy shit and kiru no yeah. <laughs> 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 you know <laughs> don't tell the bull of heaven exactly not pot the stem no i loved him one of the worst those, spoilers that oh, is yeah. true yep. those are all characters from the epic of gilgamesh kids that that english degree coming yep, in yeah. spoilers for your you college mythology class this is a super tangent this is we're talking about it did i ever tell you guys that my first forgotten realm story is actually based on the descent of inanna you, you did like, yeah no, i love that, that one told me, right mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing Yep. Gotta you nerd can. out or you can nerd out, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're in a safe space. It's true. To go in. Yep. Also, when you copy ancient texts, nobody knows you're doing that. <laughs> the plagiarism font doesn't majors. pick it up. Yes. Yep. That is true. There's, We're there's like, just... God damn it, I wish I could have done that first. <laughs> <laughs> there's one dude somewhere in Topeka just flipping through it and is like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> or some guy in Cambridge with like a twill jacket with like leather no, elbow see, they pads. Don't, see, they don't pick up Forgotten Realms novels. That's the trick. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> so the thought that I managed to hang on to three tangents ago. Uh, <laughs> That's why I take notes, Trevor. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm just hoping the red wine holds onto it. Uh, mm. No, Greg, a while back you were talking about how having the guests on and and learning about this community and seeing what stuff the community does and the good that they do. I, I totally understand that because I mean, my, so I do a lot of podcasts and the first one that I did was called difficulty class. And it was a D and D podcast, honestly, because of y'all, uh, I, I was like, what would I want a podcast about? It would be D and D like dragon talk. Yeah. And, um, and we eventually got to the point that um, people knew us enough to be like, yeah, okay, I'll guest on this show I've never heard of. Um, and when we got to having more and more guests and talking to them and seeing all these things that I did not know, that I did not know happened in the D&D community, it was absolutely wild. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I I took away from that show and, and and still hold dear of just like getting to talk to people on a podcast is it, it's a one of a kind thing because it's this weird situation where you you've probably not met each other before but you're gonna have fun talking about stuff <laughs> and, and so one, one of the things that I wanted to ask you specifically about Dragon Talk was like what was something that you didn't expect that you got out of that show? Ooh, huh. a really good question uh, this is how i know it's good because there's silence and i'm not going to cut it out <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is, this is strong silence. yeah the thing yeah. You think, 
I think, you know, they're because, okay, Dungeons and Dragons, it's a game, mm -hmm. someone might think. It's a fantasy game. You're just make-believing that you're elves and wizards and running around with swords and stuff. But this game matters to people in a way that I like maybe sports like I can't really think of another thing except maybe sports for people they get dressed but, up as their favorite heroes too and yeah. go shout about it in public. <laughs> yes mm -hmm. <laughs> they even have a yes. fantasy league yeah they have <laughs> but Lots like makeup. how much this game has impacted people's lives for mm -hmm. for the better how much being a part of this community has made people better has given them an escape has given them uh, friendships have given given them peace has just has given them a place for self exploration to to really find themselves and I think we knew it was there but through the past seven years of of doing the show every week and talking to people we just realize how important this game is it goes far beyond a fantasy game at the table and it's like I think everyone here can talk can tell a million stories about something that mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons has brought them whether it's like the answer to I, maybe it helps you Aaron with storytelling maybe this is partially maybe you were drawn to D&D &D because you are such a good storyteller maybe D&D &D has helped hone that skill for you and be Dave knowing that you became such an important part of this D&D &D community but you found your people man you know and <laughs> and I'm and Trevor I'm sure there's You've also found a community. <laughs> Trevor, you were parking cars. That, you have moved you from know. Mexican yeah. restaurants you, to... You, you stopped. Made you made it. Yeah, I know. I mean, you protected 42 parking spots. <laughs> now you're living the dream. <laughs> yeah. I, am, I know. I yeah, it's like, it is. And like every week that just becomes more... It just makes me excited to come to work and, and do my job because I know that D&D &D is is helping people even people that obviously we're not talking to every week i know it's out there i know it's it's impacting people in such a positive way it's beautiful i love that it, yeah. it that is beautiful I, I you know i always tell people who've never played these things i always always ask them the same thing i'm like what's your favorite book what's your favorite movie what's your favorite tv show how would you like to live it mm -hmm. because i think what people lose track of is your mind truly doesn't know the difference between something that is real and something that is vividly imagined. Yeah. Uh, again, kids, cover your ears. <laughs> we all know that you know you can vividly imagine certain things and elicit a physiological response in yourself. Your brain really doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So when you have these adventures where you slay dragons and climb mountains and conquer giants and all of those things, it gets filed away like real experiences. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about it with your friends, it elicits all the same emotions. And uh, they, there's no other medium I know of um, other than, you know, than, than, than TTRPGs that get, that can do that so consistently and on such a deep seated level. And I don't think we like really, I didn't know that on a visceral level until I started as Jelly said, just like talking to so many people week in and week out that had mm -hmm. a similar experience. They all came from different backgrounds. They all came from different stories. They all yeah. had different facets of their brain that they were using in a creative way around this game, but they all had that love and that passion. And I think what I, what I didn't realize was that it made my, my day job of, you know, getting to convince people to write about Dungeons and Dragons or, 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 you know, you know, get out there and get the latest D and D book it made that so much easier because mm -hmm. I didn't have to make it up. 
I had mm. people telling me each week how important it was and reinforcing that what I, you know, I already knew kind of on a personal level, but you know, sometimes when you're in a job that can get tough yeah. to keep on that grind. But I was invigorated every week by a new person coming in and being like, this is what it meant to me. You know, many of the people say that it changed their lives. It, it, it impacted them for, for so many good ways. And it, honestly, it's a lot easier to sell something that mm -hmm. is good for people. Yeah. And you get constantly reminded that is good for people. And so, I mean, I, I, I kind of took that away from this, this podcast and I didn't think that's why we were doing it. You know, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And then on another level, like I, I think a little bit gave me my groove back. I was, I, I had gotten laid off right before I started working at Wizards of the Coast. I hadn't been really working creatively because my brain was trained for game journalism. For those of you who don't know, if you're, you know, lucky enough, which I was lucky enough to be employed at a, at, at somewhere full-time doing game journalism, your brain is like deadline, deadline, deadline. Yeah. Make content, make content as fast as you can. It doesn't need to be good. It's probably better if it's not good. Just get it out there. And you got to beat right this away. game by the time right. the review, it needs to be out. Yeah. It's such a grind. <laughs> it's always like, you know, you, you can't just make one One of my uh, bosses told me like, we need to use all the parts of the Buffalo. Like if you're going to do something, you have to make a podcast of it, make a video of it and Jeez. an article and a gallery, make sure there's a gallery. Cause that's clicks, you know? So like it was, it was that <laughs> mentality. Um, and I hadn't been doing anything creative. I wasn't making anything. I wasn't, you know, which in my previous life I was, I was a writer, I was a playwright, I was producing plays and, and movies and uh, all types of stuff. And then I got a little bit of stage fright. I got a little bit of like, I don't know if that's what I can do anymore. And then, you know, being able to come on with Shelly every week and again, meet these people who are so excited uh, about it. I was a little bit nervous each time when we were doing interviews, I would get a little bit like, mm. oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I suck. I'm a terrible person each time. And then because we did it every week, <laughs> I started to realize, huh, I don't, I don't dread it as much anymore. Like I actually just look forward to the time to be able to hang out with Shelly and talk to people. Um, I'm, you know, you could describe me as like an introvert, extrovert kind of person where if I'm not talking to a lot of people i'm like mm, i don't want to talk to anyone i can turn it on and it's great and i love that um and so getting that uh every week from from that energy which i wasn't able to get all the time uh was also just i think really it kind of re refilled my batteries uh, and allowed me to uh kind of do a little, little bit more creative stuff on my own also hollywood tito you were just down here just like a month ago doing i was gonna thing. say what about your film that's right yeah so uh ex-husband is in post right now we're getting uh the score together it's been picture locked it's about 16 minutes long it's a short dark comedy uh about a woman ceo who gets some really bad news and has to reassess her vodka spiked lattes uh and hedonistic ways Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to be putting cool. in some uh, some film festivals and and hopefully get some notoriety that way. But it's been really great to have. Uh, I, this is a script I wrote in like twenty two thousand five, two thousand five. Wow. Um, and I cleaned it up and obviously it's put out in tons of revisions uh, from that period. But it was an old idea that I you know it's been nice to have so many of the people that we were working on this film with just be like, huh, this is a really good script. This I really enjoy. It. I fi go, finally we get to work on something that's good, and. Some of the people who told me that didn't know I wrote it, so I know they're not lying. That's oh, nice. that is that's good. Amazing. That is something that is I never good. thought about because we talked some about the difference between different media because B Dave's a screenwriting, and I'm never ever going to do that. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm just telling you, it's so much easier than novels, but okay. I'm so skeptical of that. But that is a piece I didn't consider that, like, on the one hand, you have to make space for all of these people to add in what they bring to it. 
But that means that as part of that collaboration, you get to hear that sort of feedback from people who are very invested in it. And yeah. that's kind yeah. of nice. Like, yeah, it's got to feel good. Like, especially is it's part while you're sort of in the process of it, too. Oh, totally. It was really. And I honestly, I think I was working with really great collaborators who we had on Dragon Talk. That was one of the reasons why we started collaborating because we I interviewed them and I was like, hey, do you guys want to do this short film? And, it, you know, stemmed from there. So I had a really real uh, impact as well. Um, <laughs> uh the, yeah and so you're right it was really really great to be able to get that like constant feedback from collaborators who have to have buy-in too like they're yeah. they're only doing it for a labor of love as well at, at the very independent film level that we were you know making this movie so it was really nice to have them be like no yeah we're, we're committed to making this project and reaffirming that each time because you know when you're by yourself making a uh, writing a novel there's got to be that inner critic that yep. can oh, take yeah. over quite oh, yeah. a bit Right? Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Especially if you were an editor in a past life. I don't yeah. know how you how do you do that, Aaron? How do you turn off that part of your brain and just write? <laughs> or do or don't you? Intentionally as possible. Because it once it pops up, it's uh it's very hard to shut it up again. Yeah. Mm. No, I think that's I actually, you know, I took a class once, uh it was when I was writing Lesser Evils and I was in a kind of a rut and I took a class at the community college that was called like intuitive writing. It was taught by this lovely woman who wore like broomstick skirts and was very like get in touch with your feelings. And oh, yeah. one of the one of the exercises we did was like write a letter to your inner critic, like oh, personify God. it and name it. And it was yeah. very silly. That would be the yeah. most yeah. swear-filled letter I'd ever write. That's the thing. <laughs> you basically write a thing, you're like, shut the fuck up. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. Right. And I Thank think you that, for sharing. That kind <laughs> of like cares. that sense of like you have to go over here now. But I think the nice the nice for me the the trick is to just kind of like once you start going to you, you it doesn't have time to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I just to get the momentum going. Um because yeah, that is tricky, right? If you're looking at something while you're working on it and trying to trying to start fussing with it. Right. Probably don't. It's like hitting it. the gas and the brake at the same time. Like you you got to sort it out. It's, it's it's like uh, if you're cooking something, you wouldn't taste it every two minutes. You know, you're like, mm. well, depends well, on what you're if it was like yeah, cookie, but if it's like raw chicken, batter. like no, yeah, no, you, no, you, you gotta you gotta get a ways mm. into the process. Mm, no, it's there's nothing the called a ways in cookie dough. That's not that's mm -hmm. not how that works. That's how you get salmonella. That's what that is. Yeah. I I grew up on raw cookie dough and salmonella. Shelly, Shelly, we're of My a body age. We did all kinds of shit that no human should have done. And we did it all we the time. We were built tougher back then. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Hey, people have gone soft these days needed, needing their food prepared to FDA standards. Look at that. We yeah. cook in their water, cookies. so we used to just snort our tanks. sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just mainline Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. I have seen someone do that and I've never seen a better example of instant regret. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a bad mistakes idea. Were made. Mistakes yeah. were made. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah they were... Oh sorry. No, I, was gonna, I, was I was gonna say how I requested that I that I was sitting on because we have like, yeah, go for it, go for it. you were talking about um talking to different people and about how D D has impacted them. What do you think is the most surprising answer you've gotten from that? Like, like, what has D and D done for somebody that w you wouldn't necessarily have expected them to, hmm. to say? Mm. In a strange way, I know you're asking the two of them, but I have an answer from my own experience that I can say Do while it. they're processing. Yes. Mm. There you go. Oh, Give yes, them some please. cover. 
people <laughs> realizing they were LGBTQ. Yeah, they, they played, play, they played, you know, opposite gender characters, and they just kind of did it for the lull type thing, you know. And then like character relationships or something formed, and it was like, oh, oh, wait a second, yeah, yeah. what even? Mm. And and I mean, I definitely knew some people that it was just it was a step in coming out of the closet, but I definitely encountered people that were like, I didn't know this was in my heart. Yeah, mm. and here we are now. I saw that happen more than once. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think we've definitely talked to people um, who have said that that self-discovery is very yeah. real. D&D &D does provide you with a very safe framework in which you can, even if you don't know, you have something that you are trying to explore about yourself. It, it can come up and it, it can be very cathartic. Um, yeah, I, always, I think... Oh, I was just going to say the the essay that uh, you did on uh, Jay Tallsquall uh, kind of touches on that. Because we yeah. we wanted to interview him because of the uh, uh, his, uh, D and D fitness D and D fitness hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> which was awesome at the time. We were like, "Oh, this is great! Let's talk about that." And then what? he ended up talking about something completely else. It was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also about finding his community as well. Mm -hmm. um, Cade Wells. I always think of Cade when we talk about people who've inspired us, and he's a teacher. Greg actually wrote the essay about Cade, and we interviewed him all a long time like he was one of the first interviews that we did together he um use he was one of the first that we've ever talked to that uses dnd in a classroom environment mm -hmm. and i think he was surprised by the results he grew up playing dnd he has said multiple times and i have used his quote on in internal presentations about <laughs> dungeons and dragons in which yes. he says he said dnd saved my life mm. and i've seen it save or I've seen it do the same for other kids. He was young. He when he discovered D and D, and it gave him a purpose, and he's never really lost it. And that's the kind of people that I love to see in classrooms. Yeah. Anyway, you know, like he's so invested in these kids, and he was teaching at a Title One school, I think in in Houston, and he had a lot of kids that were struggling, and he thought maybe I can find a way to keep them engaged and pull in parts of this game that has mattered so much to him. And it started small and it grew and it grew. And he started to see these incredible results that kids who had no interest in reading or writing and were failing every class were suddenly at the top of their class to the point where the administrators of the school were like, what are you doing <laughs> what's happening yeah. in mr wells's class and are you actually like, bringing in satan what are you doing you're conjuring some real live demons to be it's, taken excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. we call we call them warlock patrons okay? <laughs> just, hey, if you're going to negotiate a pact with a fiend to increase some students like skills and grades that's probably a matter for the school board to yeah <laughs> and do the pack themselves exactly <laughs> so right, yeah, and he's my... become very that's uh so cool. he's for a decade he has been that's so cool. using D and and like making it more codified and i have loved working with him he he has worked with me a little bit on our school program that we launched this september where we have D and D teaching kits for grades four through eight. Yes. We have our our yes. after school uh, D and D club kit is back. That's so, so awesome. If you want to yes. run a club at at your school or library, you can request one of our kits, and we'll send it off to you. Um, he's been on these panels that I'm doing with the International Literacy Association, and he's wow. so passionate, and he's yeah. just like so engaging, and just like 
you've got to bring D and D into your classroom. Well, <laughs> like, there's no better teaching tool than D and D, and and everybody's like, yes, Mr. Wells, <laughs> we we still back- bring the D twenty to our class. <laughs> he backs it up with like the the like the educational He's got data, words yes, and like That's and so the data good. and everything. He's got so graphs and everything. He's got both the like bombasticness that we need of someone who's going to be like, yes, this needs to happen, as well as you know all the receipts, and it is it is fantastic, and I hope he does yep. more. I have the flash and the sizzle. But yeah. before I'm before send the this to my son's teacher, I'm just saying I didn't know oh, you guys do were doing it. it. I'll send you a link. She, I already <laughs> she already plays D and D. she's a teacher. Um, and I'm like, you should talk to her about starting an after school club. And he's so shy about it. But I was <laughs> giving like, the kit. I'm gonna just send, send in her. this kit. I cornered my kid's teacher, and she, I'm like, <laughs> have you heard about Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> You and a like, warlock. She was like, oh, no, I've never played it. You just before. pull a dungeon master guide out of your out of your code, like first hits free. <laughs> Make you feel like you're playing. I like I told Greg, like, I don't think it went well. He's like, we need to get you some pamphlets. And yeah. you just start like, yeah. have you heard yes. the word of Dungeons and Dragons? Well, like, how how cool good it is it. for kids. Yeah. Just, just before the just before the pandemic, I, I worked at a Barnes and Noble and the reason I actually got the job there was because they were like, Hey, we're gonna be running D D nights. And then I went up to someone, I'm like, Hey, that's really cool. And they're like, Cool, can you DM please? Because cool. everyone we, dropped out. We got a dungeon <laughs> and, and so I showed up classic. to twelve nice. kids. Oh. because the other dm dropped out and i was like okay i guess we're gonna see how this goes and so i ran something for them set in the world that i run at my home game and i had them try out for the guild my party made and we ended up doing that for like a year and it was absolutely fascinating getting to watch these kids that were like you know between like 9 and 12 play this game and like mm-hmm. the quiet kid that comes in and doesn't say anything and gets the table and it's immediately loud and bombastic and everything yes. and and watching them kind of like discover social cues at the table from like NPC interactions and everything but the thing that absolutely warmed my heart the last session we did before COVID hit uh this kid came up to me and showed me his character sheet and it still said the Knights of Skyreach on it because he was there at my first game and I was like oh my god my heart oh my god It's That's a amazing. gift. You've given let, him a gift. Let me let me let me ask you one last question before we wrap this up, which is actually a loop back to the previous question. Uh, so, from the time that you all were approached by the good people at the university to write this book to the time you were done was how long? Because we do talk a lot about the oh, process okay. and everything, and so we I don't, actually, you know. I just mm-hmm. I pulled up the email because I was mm-hmm. curious about that too. If you asked me, I would have said. I don't know, six, seven years. Uh, it was it was February of 2020 when I got the email. Oh wow! So oh, not so that long. Like, I like thought it was longer. months. So like that's like yeah. about a year. Fair, 2020 press, was like right? seven years long. So. That is true. Yeah, it, was, it was both four <laughs> months and 18 right. years long. Sure. <laughs> and yeah. I think Greg, we turned in the book uh, when... September 21, I believe. Wow, I about a year, yeah. about a year and a half. About a year and a half ago, yeah. And I, I think we started all... writing it uh, like July of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that for sure. Well, I was going to say when we were talking about inner critic and stuff, uh, it was amazing having Shelly in the, we weren't necessarily working on the same thing at the same time, but we would mm-hmm. be a little bit like co-working late at night around this time Yeah. Uh, when all of our kids uh, finally went to bed and be able to be like, let's bang out some words. And, uh, you know, Shelly would just be like, oh, I read your essay. It was really great. And I'd be like, oh my God, this made me laugh at this point and this point. And, and I 
I think both of us just lifting each other up like we do on the podcast for each mm -hmm. and every guest that we have come on like that really, really helped because it, it was, you know, there was a few times we were like, this sucks. No one's going to read this, you know, but mm. I like just it. having each other have each other's back while we were doing it was amazing. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I think more people should write books with Shelly Mazadobel. More Aww. that's ever more people should listen to, We're, talk to, watch and observe in in every way duplicate Shelly Mazadobel. Yes. Yes. My <laughs> life coach has spoken. Then <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to stop saying words cuz we'll be that's here till midnight with with you interesting amazing people. Uh where can people locate Dragon Talk and when are you all live? Mm. Oh, well, we Ball. are no longer uh, uh, broadcasting on Twitch, but we are every Wednesday afternoon ish. Uh, a new episode will drop uh, anywhere you get fine podcasts. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Dragon Talk. Put that in the search bar. You should be able to find it. Uh, it's been around for a long, long time. So there's lots and lots of episodes and you will be able to listen to all of them, including uh, the one with Aaron from 2016. I think, we have, yes. I think we've talked I to Dave. I will be going like, and listening to <laughs> Go back in time to that little time capsule of uh, the end of Brimstone Saga there. Yeah, I've done it two or three times. It's been too long, though. I've, three. I've, yeah, the, the, the last time I was right at the beginning of the Black Dice Society, and that was like March of last year. So there you go. So, right, you know. right. And then, uh, you know, the, in the future, we'll have Trevor on, and you'll be able to check out that episode uh, <laughs> when it drops. Uh, embarrassed smile. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about this Barnes and Noble group. I mean, that's that's a oh, e excellent I, 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 will, yeah. I will show up and talk for days about those kids. They they were absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's that my favorite. Especially thing. the kid that showed up is like, uh, my dude is a actual WWE wrestler, and he has a folded <laughs> chair with him at all times. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Out of his bag of holding comes the folded chair. Right. Oh my God. Oh I like my God. Feel that. Yeah. He, like fought, that. he fought some, uh, what is it, some who, how, how, what's the fish people I always so, messed up on Champions League? Some Hooligan. Oh, there we go. He no, just said it no. different than Oh, oh Greg said it different. He just said some Hooligan. Oh. I'm going after what uh, uh, Mr. Matthew Merther says on the pronunciation guide on D&D Beyond and Chris Ooh. Perkins, which say Sahooligan. I feel like it is then. Okay, but I feel like maybe you need to correct D&D &D Beyond because I feel like that's where we ended up looking. <laughs> but I will put an asterisk on this. Every time we talked about them, it, it was different. Remember yeah. how to say it. Was it. Different. And we it had was to different. look it up again. There, there was an okay. ongoing non-scripted bit on Champions of Lore where we just messed up a D and D name real bad, <laughs> just, just, just so bad. There's just a lot of things we've all read we, and never said out loud. Listen right. to well, our ask you this. Episode. What do you call? What do you call the land shark? Uh, how do you pronounce that? The, the <sighs> big bullet. The bullet. Oh yeah, that's I, yeah. I, 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 I think bullet. I said. I think I said bullet too. I've met people who call it Boulet. Boulet. That's not even how French works. That's the, the ones from the south of Faerun. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds like a Honda. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Honda there, was a, there, was, there was an odd, there was a Tiburon, so that wasn't so why not a Boulet? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, like uh, like B. Dave said, we're getting towards the end of the, the episode. I do, I do want to ask one last question here. Go for it. Are there any dungeons and or dragons in this book? Hmm. Actual yes. ones? Metaphorical dungeon of your heart. If you that, want them to be, they're there. We certainly describe dragons. We certainly describe dungeons. Uh, it, actually, it opens with us trying to be like, what is D&D? &D? Which we've I gotten asked it. so many yes. times. 
And yeah. you know, that was from the wonderful editors at University of Iowa Press. We're like, well, we know we know there's a big D and D audience, but what if someone picks this up? Who's D and D curious? You know, like how, would, <laughs> how are they going to react? And so we we made sure to like you know try to explain what it is before we get into the uh, both dungeons and dragonings of everybody. I genuinely cannot wait to read that section. <laughs> I cannot wait to read what you two wrote. Yeah. Is, this is Dungeons and Dragons. The history Dungeons of Dragon Talk. Was, dragons. That was yeah. hard. It was hard to piece together. For I, sure. bet, I bet. I <laughs> bet. Uh, well, Greg, Shelley, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking with us. I cannot wait to read this book. If people wanted to find you and your work and your podcast and all that fun stuff on the interwebs, where can they do so? You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Shelly Moo. And you can visit me at my website at ShellyMazzanoble.com. You know you're fancy when you got a website. That's true. (laughs) With your whole name on it. Mm, Nobody took took ShellyMazzanoble.com. Can't believe it. That's just (laughs) I I knew like six in first grade. (laughs) There's so many Shelly Mazzanobles. Well, those Shelly Mazzanobles aren't doing they're clearly, they're clearly the subpar Shelly Mazzanobles. True, true. Lesser Mazzanobles, uh, as we call them. Lesser, yes. Lesser <laughs> noble. I'm at Greg Tito on Twitter. Nobody had that one, luckily, so that was fantastic. Uh, but when However. I was up to Instagram, uh, there was someone on there. So it's Greg that, underscore Tito on Instagram. That jerk. Uh, yeah, and you could find out about uh, the amazing Welcome to Dragon Talk book, short film I'm working on called Ex-Husband that should be in film festivals soonish maybe fingers crossed um I'm, we are also uh, do a star trek podcast that b dave has been on re-engage where nice. we go look at every single episode of star trek the next generation in order that's in- right i've seen you tweet about that <laughs> season four right now we're recording the first couple episodes this is you know we're in the the, the apex of next generation episodes they are so awesome at this moment i love every minute of it so give a listen to that I'm also writing a book. I don't hey. know. I'm writing a fantasy hey. novel. That's right. You've been tweeting about that. Yeah. It's Heck been yeah. really great. Can't stop, having... won't stop. Yeah. I've <laughs> had this appreciate... story in my head for decades. And it's finally well, it sounds like out. we're going to have you on another point. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to. I appreciate We just went through this whole thing and didn't talk about any of that. You know, got to save something for the sequel. Yeah, exactly. We focused exactly. mainly on the something end shit the stuff today. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's the shit. equivalent of leaving something at your house. I'm like, oh. Guess we have to come back. Mm, Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a neat cute if I've ever seen one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Aaron B. Dave, where can people find you and your work if they would like to do so? Well, right now I was looking at Greg's podcast, but okay. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, B. Dave. (laughs) Interrupted me in my business again. Oh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Aaron M. Evans. Um, you can join me on Mondays at 1.30 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash Dungeon Scrawlers for Concentration Check, a co-writing space. Uh, this week, I think this week, I will be on the Functional Nerds podcast uh, when that drops. Uh, I talked to Tracy and Patrick about um, using anthropology for doing fantasy stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, you can also, so I feel like I might have mentioned twice you can pre-order my new book empire of exile <laughs> if you haven't already if you haven't already if you haven't already uh join the cool kids uh it's out november 8th uh from orbit you can pre-order wherever you like to pre-order your books and once you do you can jump on twitter and go to the little google form and tell me your name and where i should mail you some stickers the wonderful ivy lee uh who does all code name art did be some really good characters. it's so good 
Loves and you can get a goofy birth. ass little little rat, uh, rabbit skull. <laughs> Greg's like, I, I got stickers. room on the bottle. Oh, <laughs> I got stickers. I got stickers. <laughs> That's awesome. So cool. Uh, where am I? Uh, y'all, y'all know what I do. Just follow me on the Twittergrams and be Dave Walter. You, you're so you're so everywhere. You made up a word for it. Yeah, uh, where am I? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, there it is. I'm from uh, the south. We have a long tradition of collapsing words. So <laughs> not, where where am I not? It's just become empt. Empt. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Trevor. There's an A hiding in there, and the actually dwindling number of podcasts that I'm doing now. I'll have to add some more to that repertoire. Uh, <laughs> those, are, those are rookie numbers. Got to pump the rookie up those numbers. numbers. I'm not at six anymore. My gosh. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so much free time. I'll save. Never mind. I'll save it. Never mind. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah again greg shelly thank you so much be sure to go pre-order uh welcome to dragon talk right now uh there will be links in the description so uh at, at your leisure scroll on down uh, but Thank that is going to do it uh, for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, the best way to support is by leaving a review on your podcast service of choice and telling your friends about the show. If you'd like to write in with your own questions, topic suggestions, and anything like that, you can send it into writing about dragons and shit at gmail.com because surprisingly, no one had that one. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to give up the day on the show, you can follow us on Twitter at, at, at about dragons. But until next week, go write about some dragons and shit. You can pre order all the books. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> all of the books.